Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcast to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited you're here. I am super excited to be introducing today's guest, Liz Wilcox. She is an email extraordinaire, and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. We had such a fun conversation, so I cannot wait for you to dive in. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about Liz. So Liz deems herself the fresh princess of email marketing. She is an email strategist and keynote speaker showing small businesses how to build online relationships, package up their magic, and turn it into emails that people want to read, and more importantly, purchase from. In the span of five years, Liz grew and sold a successful blog, got bought out of her second company, and built the third into a multiple six-figure party that just won't quit. In other words, she now teaches online entrepreneurs to simplify the whole email marketing thing and finally master their sales in a way that leverages their personality, vision, and values. She is best known for her 1,000-plus user membership, 20-minute newsletter technique, and her email staircase framework, which we touch on today. And she has taught this framework to tens of thousands of creatives, freelancers, e-commerce shop owners, and small businesses across the globe. Offline, Liz lives in Florida. She loves to run and is a walking 90s pop culture encyclopedia, which is one of the many things I love about her because I am a 90 pop culture stand myself. You are struggling with creating great emails as a podcaster. This episode is for you. Let's jump in. Hey everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm super excited today because we have Liz Wilcox and I can't wait for her to introduce herself to us. So Liz, welcome to the show. Tell us about yourself and how you got started in this lovely online space. Sure. I'm so excited to get savvy today. (laughs) So you know that feeling you get when, you know, you listen to an awesome podcast like Jenny's and there's some wild woman on there that tells you, oh my gosh, you got to try email marketing. For every dollar you spend with email, you can get 40 bucks in return. It's going to help you so much with your podcast. Do it. (laughs) And so you get really excited and you're like, oh, I think I have an email list. Yeah, I've been building that up. So you log into ActiveCampaign or MailChimp or whatever the heck you're using. And then you promptly feel dumb because you have (laughs) no idea what to say. And so, you know, you exit out and you go on Instagram instead. Well, my name is Liz Wilcox and I help eliminate that problem. I want to break down email marketing today so it actually makes sense and you can actually move forward and get going with it really quickly. Yeah, I think that's really important. And From my experience over the years in the online space, I've been here since 2016, so I feel like kind of a dinosaur at this point because there's many people who have come and gone since then. Amen. Um, (laughs) But email is so impactful, and I found that it has such a bigger impact than social media because you're not battling the algorithms. Like, sure, inboxes are going to get busy depending on how many people are subscribed to how many different newsletters and stuff. You're not worrying about, oh, is my post going to get shown to more than two people today? Maybe, I don't know. So I've fallen in love with email over the years myself because I found it to be such a great way to really connect and get in front of your audience without having to worry about algorithms. So I'm excited to have you here. And I know podcasts and emails go almost hand in hand, even though people wouldn't think about it that way. So 
really excited to have you here and let's just dive in straight into the basics. So why is email marketing something that podcasters should even think about taking the time to use? Yeah, well, I think Jenny just nailed it when she was talking about you can make a better connection and it's not this algorithm you're trying to fight. Sure, sometimes your emails might land in spam, but for the most part, if you're doing email properly, people are going to see them. And it's just like the mailbox, right? You go out to your mail, you've got three letters. Oh, that's a bill. I know I don't have to open that until next week. Oh, that's for John. He moved out three months ago. I wish the mail would stop reminding me of my ex-boyfriend. And oh my gosh, that's from Jenny. I can't believe she sent me something. I've got to open it right away. We act the exact same in our inbox. Oh, that's a bill. I'm going to archive that. That's on auto pay. Oh, that's spam. Let me just delete that. Oh, wow. Liz sent me something. I wonder what she has to say this week. And we open it right away. So with podcasting, you know, the best, it's the same as they say, oh, the best customer is a repeat customer. And with podcasting, the best listener is a repeat listener, right? Somebody that listens to your show, not just once or twice, but subscribes, rates or reviews on iTunes, opts into your email list, checks you out on social media, that really engaged listener. So with email, when we can get them on our list, like Jenny was saying, We don't have to fight the algorithm. Yeah, they followed us on Instagram and now we just hope and pray that they see our next reel. With with email, when they get on our list, we know that they are listening to our podcast. So they're already such a warm lead. And so when they see your email come across on the screen, what I was just saying, oh my gosh, Jenny just sent me something. Liz just sent me something. She, that's my favorite podcast. I'm going to open it up. I wonder if she's got a new episode or what's her tip of the day or whatever content you're putting in your emails. It's just so much easier for podcast hosts to make email work because they're already listening to you. It can help them be even more engaged with emails. Yeah, I think that's really important. And the good thing about email and podcasting is like, you already have that content. I know a lot of the time, a lot of people struggle with, what do I say? So it's like, you already have that content. You're already creating that long form content for your podcast. So it's like, it makes just adding the email just an easier step than if you're starting from a complete blank slate and you're like, you didn't have a podcast, you don't have a blog, you don't have anything. You're just like, what do I say? But like with the podcast, you are able to really like take that content and make it less and then lead people back to your podcast episode. So yeah, I love that. I think it's really important. And I think email and podcasting really just, they go together so well. And they're just two peas in a pot, even though people wouldn't usually put them together. I think they're important because with a podcast, if you guys are listening, you've heard me say this a million, trillion, billion times. You can't really connect with your listeners within the podcasting app. Sure. You can talk into their earbuds every single time you put out a new episode, but there's no other way to connect with them other than them leaving a review. You can't respond back to the reviews other than verbally in the episodes. There's not really a community. So you have to make your own community. So I think email is one of the best communities that you can build because When you are ready, you can really sell to those people, whether you have services or products or whatever. So it's just a great community builder for sure, in my opinion. Yeah, I love what you just said. It's all so important. And going back to the content of, oh, what do I write? Even what I said at the beginning, oh, and then you probably feel dumb because you have no (laughs) idea what to say. 
with the podcast, you can start to build that community, like Jenny said. So what I would recommend with your emails, don't just put exactly what you're going to say in your podcast. You've got to make that personal connection. That's how, you know, to Jenny's point about building community, that's how you're going to start building community. I always tell people that you want to go from follower or listener to friend, to customer. I call it the email staircase. So you've got a bunch of followers of your podcast, a couple listeners, right? You get them on your email list and you can turn them into a friend. And when you have a list full of friends, you can basically say, hey, I created X because everybody's been telling me they need X. Do you want it? And you can turn that list into customers. So inside the content, your weekly newsletter or every other week feels comfortable right now. I would suggest to make that personal connection before you get into the content. Oh, today's episode is all about da 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 da, right? <laughs> before that, just make a personal connection. And a lot of email marketers will tell you, tell stories. But guess what? You already have a podcast. I'm sure you're telling stories <laughs> over there. You know, you have a podcast for a reason, probably because you prefer to talk over write. So I'm not going to tell you to tell a story. I'm just going to tell you to share a personal update, two to three sentences about something that you've done since the last time you sent a newsletter or hosted your podcast, published a new episode, whatever. And this can be very simple because here's the thing. You want to start relating to people, but luckily relating doesn't mean you have to be interesting. They're already interested in your podcast. They're already mostly hooked. So just relatable. Oh, before I hit publish on this episode, my microphone broke. I had to go out and buy a new one and then segue into anyway, here's the episode finally. Sorry, it's a day late or whatever, right? Or it could be even as simple as, oh my gosh, I had a really big lunch and water all over my keyboard. Why do I keep talking about broken appliances? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's a fear of mine. Or I took my dog for a walk before I sat down to write you. Or this weekend I went out with friends. Did you go out? Hit reply and let me know. Just these are so freaking simple and you might think, oh, that's just a waste of real estate. I should be trying to sell something or I should just get into the content. They don't care. But the reason why they listen to your podcast, why they opt into your email list is because they like you. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why you're listening to Jenny right now. There are plenty of podcasters out there, but there's a reason why you like Jenny, right? You're you're connected to her. You relate to her in some way, right? So if she's sending you emails that every single week make her more relatable, you're probably going to become a more engaged member of her community. Same goes for you. Sending those little touch points. Oh, I took my dog for a walk. Oh, suddenly I know they have a dog, right? Or my microphone broke. Oh, wow. They had to buy a new microphone while wow, they're really spending money on this podcast. They're serious. I'm going to take a listen to this episode. They worked really hard on it, right? It's just showing that you're invested, showing you're relatable, staying top of mind is going to get so many more downloads for you. And Jenny said, build that community. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And think about all the people that you follow and that you really resonate with. They're not the people who just pitch business stuff 24 (laughs) seven. Like they, you like them because they have a personality. You don't like them because they're robotic. So I think that's really important. And something that a lot of people like are afraid to do, they're afraid to infuse any personality because they don't want to turn people off. But honestly, like by just being so formal and just talking about just what you have to say and not adding any personality or any like 
personal updates, you're turning people off because they're not feeling connected to you. They're like, okay, like I feel like she doesn't, she's just no, has zero personality. And I think, especially in these businesses that we have, like most everyone here listening has a business that they are the face of. Like most people are not these huge corporations. So we need to infuse our personality, not only to our episodes, but also our emails, because I think it just helps people connect. And like the better they connect with you, the more it's going to impact your bottom line. And then it's not just about that, but that's a big benefit. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you go to my website, you'll be like, whoa, that's a lot of personality. (laughs) And you don't have to be Liz Wilcox allowed to have a personality. Of course, you host a show. So, you know, you obviously have a little bit of wanting to share knowledge, wanting to create a community. So just bring that into your emails. Don't let the idea of, oh, I have to be perfect or I have to show so much personality or I have to be formal. Just be yourself. Mm -hmm. You're struggling with that, struggling with editing yourself. Does this sound right? Whatever. Honestly, I would just write the email and then read it back. Does it Mm -hmm. sound like you? If you're reading it out loud and you're skipping words, delete those words. (laughs) Or you wrote the word stoked, but you spoke it and you're like, I never say stoked. (laughs) Try a different word. You know what I mean? I say stoked. You might not. So just... Don't be afraid to be yourself. That's the reason why people started picking up your podcast in the first place. And it does so well in emails. Remember, I said the inbox is like the mailbox. If I sent you a letter every single day and it was the same thing over and over, eventually you would stop opening my letters, right? That's the same with email. So injecting a little personality, switching it up every now and then. You're talking about your broken mic one week. The next (laughs) week, you're talking about your dog. The third week, you're talking about how you met Jenny at a conference. You know, those little touch points that makes it, you're familiar, know who this person is, but it's not predictable. We want to switch it up so people keep opening the emails. Yeah. The same in in your show. You don't, of course, you have a format, <laughs> but you allow yourself creativity within that format and that outline to make it exciting each time the listener tunes in. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. And because yeah, like we can have these templates, we can have these nice things like there for us, but we need to add something different each time. Cause you, like you said, it's going to get boring opening the exact same thing every time. So do you have any tips or anything on how we can like, not just writing the little update portion, but what should, what's the, what should we include to get people to actually click over to consume more of the episode? Cause I know some people are afraid to give away too much. They don't want to give away too little. What's like that happy medium. For example, say I had an episode five tips to market your podcast today. Would I just share two or three of those tips and then say, listen for the other two? Or what is your kind of advice on that? Yeah, I would suggest to experiment. So let's backtrack first. When you get someone on your email list, you have to set expectations. So having a welcome sequence, having a proper welcome sequence that tells people exactly how things are going to go down now that you are on the list really helps later with this question Jenny just posed. So saying, hey, I'm going to email you every Tuesday or I have new episodes every other Wednesday and I'm going to send those out to you so you can so you can just have it delivered right to your inbox. I'm going to offer you free and paid resources, right? I'm going to share sponsors with you on this. Whatever is true, set that expectation. The same way when you host your show, at the beginning you say, "Oh, today's guest or we're going to talk about this." I'm going to out you outline it for the listener, right? You tell them exactly what's coming on the episode. 
do that in your welcome sequence. So when you do, that's going to help with getting people to click later because they already know what is expected of them. So the second thing, when I was talking about experimenting. So if you're like, okay, Liz, but I've already got some people on my list. What do I do now? How do I get people to click? What I would do is just get excited. No one is going to be more, and this I know this sounds so elementary, but no one is going to be more excited about your episode than you, or no one should be, right? <laughs> You've got to be the hype man. This is not a hip hop concert where 50 Cent is coming out to hype Eminem before he comes on the main stage, comes out, right? That's not it. You've got to be the hype man and the main attraction. So in your email, I mentioned the personal update, and then just even more than saying, oh, I'm going to highlight three out of the five that I talked about in the episode, just saying how dang excited you are about the episode. It took me three months to get this guest, or I've been in a little bit of a rut, but I'm finally, I finally feel like I nailed this episode. I can't wait for you to get to the 17 minute mark where I go on my soapbox about right or whatever and picking, and that's a third tip, picking out your favorite parts of the episode and saying, oh, you're going to really laugh at my joke at the 25-minute mark. Or just skip over the three-minute mark if you don't want to hear me rant about <laughs> XYZ. Those little intrigues like, oh, she's literally telling me to skip over that part. Now I have to listen, <laughs> right? It's daring people to listen. So things like that, like I said, number one, set that expectation in the welcome sequence and then be the hype man you wish that you had. And number three, give points of intrigue about the episode. Go back. I know it's so hard to <laughs> listen back to our own voice. Trust me, I'm not listening back to this episode. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but going back and saying, okay, yeah, I really liked when I said this, or my guest had this little nugget of wisdom. The same as if we were putting it on Instagram and we're searching for those little 30 second blips. Yeah. Put that in the email saying, hey, I walked my dog before writing this email. Just published episode number 72. I cannot wait for you to hear what Liz said about, if nothing else, skip to the 15-minute mark and make sure you hear her take on welcome sequences. Suddenly, you're giving the, you're telling them exactly what to do, right? Yeah. And then you're saying, oh, 15 minutes, they have a task and because you've been emailing them regularly, you've been posting regularly on your podcast, they're they're a warm, engaged member of your community. They're gonna do just that. Yeah. And if they if they're only semi-warm and they only listen to that 15-minute mark, if they like what Liz had to say, maybe they go back to zero and they listen to the whole dang thing. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think that's so different than what most people would say. It's so simple. It's like going back to the basics, but it's like, you just don't think about it in that way because you're wrapped up in trying to get a good email out there. You're just like, what do I do? What do I say? Even if you have this context. So I love that. And I think that's really important. But yeah, now that we have these people on our list, but like, how do we actually get them there? So one of the things that I usually tell my clients that we work with and our students is you have to be talking about the different ways to connect with you. Podcasting is a one-way street. You have to send them to your Facebook group or your email list or wherever. So do you have any tips on how to get people to our email list from the podcast? I usually say doing like little mini ad segments within the episode about that offer, whatever that is. Usually I do freebies because I feel like freebies convert better and better than just saying, join my newsletter to hear more tips and tricks. So what is your take on that? 
Yeah, amen. So Jenny has it absolutely right. The easiest way for a podcast host to build an email list is to create your own sponsored ads for your freebie or whatever, right? I Whenever I talk to a host, I'm like, oh my gosh, you have the perfect platform. If people are already listening to you, then, you know, chances are they want to be part of your community. Talking about going back to what we were just talking about, what do I put in the email? I feel like I have to put value But really, you just have to be a real person, right? And so people want to get to know you better. So creating your own sponsored ads, quote unquote, is a great way talking about it at the beginning of the show or the end or in the middle. And then one thing I think is great for podcast hosts specifically is something I call link sharing. So you create a freebie. And Jenny creates a freebie. Let's say you guys have similar audiences. If I don't have a podcast, but let's say Jenny and I, we do a freebie swap, a link sharing. So Jenny has her freebie. I say, hey, I'm going to share this to my email list or I'm going to put this on my Facebook group. This is a great freebie for a podcast host. I think my my people are really going to love it. And in return, Jenny says, okay, Liz, I'm going to share your freebie with my email list or I'm going to share it on Instagram or hey, let's go let's go live on Instagram and you can promote your freebie at the end. Whatever is simplest for you. That is a great way, very low energy way to build your list. Instead of thinking, oh, I'm, right now I'm building my list. Hopefully at the end, you go to lizwilcox.com. But this is very low energy in that it's like, you share mine, I'll share yours. We don't really have to do much else. Sure, you can go live help each other out with sharing each other's podcasts, interviews, stuff like that. But really just, hey, I'll share yours, you share mine, and we grow that way. Especially if you do this with other podcast hosts. Again, Mm -hmm. podcast communities are usually more engaged than anything else, right? They're listening to you 15, 20, sometimes (laughs) 60 minutes a week, right? Yeah. So they're really engaged. They're going to trust. If Jenny promotes Liz's freebie, they're going to say, oh, Jenny trusts Liz. Sure, I'll go check that out. And the same goes for my email list. Oh, I read Liz's emails. I love Liz's emails. If she's promoting Jenny's, yeah. And oh, yeah, I definitely, I'm a podcast host. I need that you know, the that no like trust is automatically mm-hmm. going to transfer over and you're going to get some really great engaged leads. Yeah. And like those people may not be familiar with you at all. So like, and then you have some new listeners too, if you participate in that, you're like, I have email subscribers that are new and new listeners, which is like a double whammy. So I love that. Absolutely. This is such a cool idea and like something so simple that like we would never really, most people would never really think about that because they're like, I don't know if I want to ask people to like promote me, even though they're both getting benefit. But I love that. But just really having that community is just really important. That goes back to the connection community. And you could continue to collaborate with that person. Maybe you bring them on as guests on your show too, after you do that collaboration or before. It's just, there's so many ways to build that connection and community with people and grow your list and grow your listenership and the meantime too. Absolutely. And here's the thing. You might be nervous. Oh, I don't know if I want to ask this person to promote me. (laughs) First of all, it's mutual. You'll say, oh, I love, I love what you're doing. I know I checked out your freebie. I think we have really complimentary ones. I'll share mine or I'll share yours to my email list. Would you be willing to share mine? Something like that. And, and I forgot the rest of that sentence. Does that ever happen to you guys? You've got this really beautiful thing in your head. And you do the preface and then the point goes goes out the window. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, I think I was saying just keeping it simple 
And I don't do anything that is complicated. So really just when you're reaching out, keeping it simple and just making it make sense for that person. Hey, I'd love to share your freebie. Even not even ask, maybe you feel more comfortable not even asking. Just say, hey, I want to share my freebie with my email or your freebie with my email list. I've got 80 people on my list. Oh my gosh, thanks. Oh, this was my point. Anybody (laughs) that's serious about business is building an email list. Yeah. So they are going to be stoked. What? Even if you've got 40 people, 80 people, especially if you're a pod, I'm a podcast host. I might only have 80 people, but I know they're listening to me. And so anyone that you reach out to that is serious about their business is going to be stoked, is also going to be wondering the same thing. Jenny just asked me, how do I build my email list? <laughs> this is this sucks. This is hard. So they are going to be really flattered. Like Jenny said, this isn't something people normally think of. They're going to be flattered. They're going to probably, most likely, 90% willing to reciprocate or start, hey, you want to be on my podcast or let's do an Instagram live or can I share your freebie? What's your freebie? And that's going to start a really awesome connection that's only going to grow and grow and grow. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think that's so fun. And it's a great way to, like I said, not only just get that new email subscriber, that new listener, but also that new collaboration partner that can now shout you from the rooftops too. And you guys can have that nice little relationship. So I love this. And I have been in your membership for a year now. I just renewed for my second year. So Liz is one of the people that helps me write my emails. So if you've been getting my emails and you're like, oh, these are cool. We can kind of thank Liz for that. (laughs) But yeah, and I've just found you to be such like a light of a ball of energy and like a kind of a light in this online space. I think you're, what you're doing is amazing, but I'd love for you to tell us about your, your membership because it has been so impactful for me and a lot of my friends in the online space. So I'd love for you to tell people how they can actually like start writing better emails with your Yeah. Help. Wow. I had no idea this question was coming y'all. So <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't put that on excited. there. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm talking about, oh, the personal update and then segueing into content and making those connections with people, showing you're invested. If you're like, yeah, Liz, but like how, if you can't conceptualize that you're a podcast host, probably not an email marketer. <laughs> I actually have a $9 a month membership that Jenny's talking about. And it's where every single week I do all that stuff we were talking about for you. I think of the strategy. I think, how can we connect? How can we show we're invested? How can we be like a real person? How can we be relatable and segue into our content? So every single week, Monday morning, a month, you get an email template with a video walkthrough, some examples, so you can actually get your email out the door. Like I said at the very top of the hour, I really mean it when I say I want to make sure we untangle this knot together. And so that's what that membership is. And if nothing else, just let it be. If you're trying to figure out how to manage your podcast, having a small membership like mine can have great returns. I say small because it's $9. You get one template. It's content low cost, but you have a big community. Um, but I actually, yeah, at the time of this recording, I have almost 3,000 members. Amazing. Jenny, one of them. So 
It's a really, really fun way to get your emails done, get them out the door. I often have people telling me, oh, this used to take me hours. Now it takes me 10, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes if I'm in a bad mood and I'm really overthinking (laughs) things. But it's great for podcast hosts, especially because like Jenny and I talked about, just give that personal update segue into the podcast, talk a little bit about the intrigue, what's the most intriguing part of the episode, trying to get them to click. And within the membership itself, I have all those welcome emails I was talking about, have ways to get people to click. You can search by, is this an email that gets people to click? I have that. You can search by content, all that stuff. It's nine bucks a month. It's my favorite thing. I'd love for you to join. And if not, you can get those welcome sequences our welcome sequence that I was talking about for free just to check out my style and get your welcome sequence off to the right foot. You can get that directly at lizwilcox.com. There's a hot pink button. You can't miss it. It's going to give you those four email swipe files so you can get started with email. Yeah, I'll leave the link to the freebie and also your membership down below. But honestly, like the amazing thing about it is one thing is no, no, none, none of the templates look the same. Like I've seen, I've been on other people's lists and I know that you're, I know they're in your membership and they're using your templates, but you can't tell. It's not like sometimes when you see templates that people use, you're like, oh God, they're using so-and-so's templates. Like it's obvious, but with yours, it's like everyone's content is so different you just can't tell which is amazing because I know that's like something people fear they're like I don't want my content to look the exact same as everyone else's but like it doesn't (laughs) yeah thanks for bringing that up Jenny so (laughs) with each template I give you the actual template and like I said a video walkthrough that says hey if you're this type of business you could use it this way if you have a podcast episode you could add it here if you're trying to make a sale today put it in here I talk about the different ways you can use the template And then at the bottom, I actually give you two swipes, which are, you can consider them like A plus models of what this would look like. And even within the swipes, I try to make them look so different that you're like, if you didn't have the template, you would be like, these aren't the kind of, there's a theme, but they're obviously, I'll write them from the perspective of like a, ba- a pastor named Carlton from Georgia. And then the next one is a jewelry store in Houston, Texas. I try to write them from they're very like completely different, different, yeah, so that you can get a very holistic picture of what the template is really trying to do and how you personally can use it for your audience, your personality, and your style of writing. Yeah, no, I think that's really helpful. And like, also you you can have access to everything. Like it's not like you, some memberships when you get in, oh, you just get this month and any month that you're a member in, but you can literally go back to the beginning and use her templates, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's, I just love it. (laughs) And I'm, y'all- I'm a bit of a contrarian. If you haven't been able to tell in the last 35 or 40 minutes, I just like to do things that in my head make sense. And so a lot of times that's not what the status quo is or whatever. And I I really, I really just mean it when I say I want to make email work. It changed my life. I know that sounds so dramatic. (laughs) I grew up really poor. And when I realized I could send an email and make money, I was like, oh my gosh, move over Jeff Bezos. It is over. We're doing everybody. this. <laughs> and But then that second realization of not everybody gets it the way Liz Wilcox gets it. I knew I wanted to create something that was really accessible, no matter if you're hitting publish on your first podcast and you're not sure if this is going to work or you're a six, almost seven figure business. I wanted to make sure you got something that made sense 
and made sense for your wallet. Like yeah. I didn't want to gatekeep this information because of how life-changing it was for me. Yeah. And now I'm getting so dramatic, but I really mean <laughs> it. And so that's why it's only $9 a month. Unless the USD plummets tomorrow and we go into a Great Depression, <laughs> I really don't see myself upping the price. The membership at the time of this recording is about to turn two years old. In two years, I haven't had to up the price or just up the members, baby. And the same way you probably love hosting your podcast, I love creating these templates for people and seeing them out in the wild or yeah. having people forward me their newsletters. And Jenny said, I'm like, wow, that was from the template. Yeah. I mean, it kind of looks familiar. <laughs> yeah, but like, wow, exactly. I'm sure you, you see things you're like, wait, you created this from my template. What? Like, yeah. And that pastor crazy. named Carlton, that's a real member. Remember, <laughs> I got a rabbi in there. I have a nun accountant. <laughs> I have a lady that owns a hair salon that specializes in unicorn hair. My gosh, like the hair. colorful. Yeah. There's all sorts of folks. So no matter what your podcast is about, you can make find it work. a place. <laughs> yeah. I love meeting lots of different people. Thanks for letting me talk yeah, about it. That's so nice. Of course. Yeah. And I'll leave a link to the down below, but I've been a member and I've loved all your stuff and I use your templates as much as I can because they're super useful and it's so great to not have to think about it because- yeah, that's a lot of us. Like we have a lot of decisions we have to make as entrepreneurs. Absolutely. So having less decisions to make makes it so much easier. But lastly, before we dive into like telling us where we can find you and stuff, what is the one piece of advice that you can give to anyone who's just getting started with email marketing as a podcaster? Like they just don't know where to begin. What do you, what would you tell them? I would tell them to listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, to get started really Okay, I'm going to tell a story. It's not my story. I'm obsessed with the 90s. If you go to my site, you'll be able to see I'm wearing like Lisa Simpson today. <laughs> so there's a story from Will Smith, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, my favorite show. And he tells a story about when he was a boy, his dad bought a warehouse and tore down one of the walls. And he made his sons rebuild the wall. And they're laying the bricks. It's cold. It's like winter in Philly, right? And Will looks up to his dad and he says, dad, this is impossible. The wall is gone. We can't build a wall. And his dad, he picks up the brick and he says, son, you don't build a wall. You just lay one brick as perfectly as a brick can be laid. And soon you'll have a wall. And Will talks about, I didn't, of course, the big overall goal is to be this big giant movie star, but I didn't wake up every day trying to do that. I just focused on the task at hand and bringing it back to email and podcasting. Don't try to think, oh, I got to build this email list of 10,000 people and it's going to help me get gigantic sponsorships and I'm going to be JLD one day. And don't think about that. You yeah. just send one email at a time, get that welcome sequence solid. I'm going to give that to you for free. You know, you just lay one brick at a time, the same way you just record one podcast episode at a time. Yeah. You just send one email at a time and one day, maybe things are going to be popping for you and I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I love that. So many people try to jump to, oh, what's going to look like in 12 months, two years, three years, four years. It's like, just embrace the now, be in the present and go back to the basics because a lot of the time people are making things way more complicated and they need to be podcasting included. I've, I know so many people are like, wait, should I buy this $400 mic? I'm like, no, we should not. Please don't do that yet. Maybe you should just hit record, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe, yeah, maybe we should start with the basics and then we can, if you want to, if you're podcasting three years from now, maybe you want to get that $400 mic. Right. You, you do that, but not yet. Just 
take it back to the basics. So I love that. And then this wouldn't be a show about podcasts without asking this question, but what is your current favorite podcast, if any? My favorite podcast is called Rob Has a Podcast. (laughs) And it's with this guy named Rob who used to be on Survivor. I love the show Survivor. I'm obsessed with it. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. And he was on the show a couple times. And now he has like a podcast. Mm-hmm. He's this big name in like the Survivor geekdom. <laughs> and he interviewed like CBS has a contract with him where he gets to record episodes with all the survivors that get voted off and stuff like that. <laughs> so that's my favorite podcast. That's what I listen to on my walks. And I think about all the strategy and, ooh, if I was on the show, what would I do? Or if I was an idiot, I would never do that. How did he not see that coming? So that's what I geek out on. I love that. There in is, my free time. There is a podcast for everything, y'all. Like there really is. Like if if someone told me they wanted to hear a podcast about some really obscure topic, I'm sure we could find at least one. Y'all, there are <laughs> At least three podcasts about the boy band in sync, which hasn't made a song in over 20 years. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Whatever oh, your idea I, is, I'm there's sure. a listener. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I know there's lots of 90s pop culture, 2000 pop culture podcasts. There's so many things. So, you know, if you're sitting here and you're like, I don't think anyone's going to listen to my show because it's so niche. Honestly, you will find your people. It may not be 10,000 people, but you're going to find your people and they're going to be real loyal because what I haven't said on this episode, but I've said in every other episode is podcast listeners, they are, if they're anything, they're loyal. They are loyal people. They might be lurkers, but they are super freaking loyal. Like I've had people who like, I get on an interview with them to be on my show, like three years later. And they're like, Oh, I've been listening to you since day one. I'm like, Girl, uh, why why haven't you been my inbox? Why are you not telling me? That's why you need to build the email (laughs) list and join the membership. I'll teach you how to get those people to reply. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Liz has even emails that that are about like garnering replies as well. Yeah. So you definitely need to check it out. But anyway, let us know where we can find you, where you hang out the most. And yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm an email marketer. I would love for you to join my email list. Talking about laying those bricks, those first bricks, that's going to be your welcome sequence. You can go directly to lizwilcox.com. In the top right-hand corner, you're going to see a hot pink button. You can't miss it. It's going to give you an entire welcome sequence templatized out so you can just fill in the blanks. I'm also going to give you three newsletter examples so you can see what I mean by that personal update. One to show you how to get people to click very important. Another to show you how to get people to reply. And a third to show you how to get people to buy directly from your newsletter. And Mm. if that's not enough, I know writing from scratch totally sucks. (laughs) So you're also going to get 52 subject lines completely for free. LizWilcox.com. Jenny will put that link. And if you're interested in my email marketing membership, she's going to put the link there too. You can check that out too. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for being here, Liz. I had fun chatting with you as always. Yeah, thank you. I can't wait to see what we all do with email. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.